Howdy, folks. Ugh. Surprised to remember how to get into a car. It's been so long. It's Widget Walls from NeatCoffee.com here. Back again for another Way Homer review. No, it's been a little while, but here's how it works for the uninitiated. I have just left the cinema where I have seen a film, and I'm going to tell you about that film on my way home because it just saves time, and time is a precious commodity. Today, we're here to talk about Kingsman, The Secret Service. Okay, so, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Uh, synopsis. Basically, there is a... Well, it's in the title. Uh, there is a secret service that uh, is out to save the world, sometimes from itself, and you know that they're serious because Michael Caine's in charge and Colin Firth is sort of like the second in command uh, because those are very serious, actually type people, uh, despite that whole Bridget Jones thing. And uh, basically, they have a prodigy, you might say, who has been wasting his potential. This is mostly from the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away. Uh, so they, <clears throat> they have uh, an opening and they bring him in to see if he can cut the mustard. Uh, in this case, probably the Grey Poupon Dijon mustard, considering how very hoity-toity everything seems to be, uh, and become the next Kingsman, the next person to fight evil and wear a suit. So <clears throat> uh, that's pretty much the synopsis. Uh, and Sam Jackson's in it, and he's Sam Jackson being funny and evil at the same time, as only Sam Jackson can be. So, uh, that's, that works for a synopsis. So, basically, I remember there was a time when we didn't have any good James Bond films, and I remember that I was completely thrilled. I might have been one of maybe eight people that was completely thrilled, but I was completely thrilled by uh, the Vin Diesel movie Triple X because I was like, well, if we're not going to have a decent James Bond movie, at least somebody can go have fun with some kind of crazy techno spy thriller bit. Um, so this sort of reminded me of that when I saw the trailer and I thought, oh, okay, well, this is this is good. You've got the, the, uh, <coughs> the, the British sort of um, stiff upper lip suit-wearing spy uh, dragged into the modern era, um, and you get all the gadgets that, uh, you know, we don't have anymore with the new book Bond, which is fine and which is cool, uh, and that is, uh, made a point of, but, um, so watching the trailer, I thought, okay, all right, this is cool, uh, uh, Colin Firth, the heartthrob from Pride and Prejudice, flipping around, kicking people's asses, I'm fine, I can get behind that, 100%. Um, so, the setup is great, the world that they build is great. Um, <clears throat> the menace that they're facing is, uh, uh, shall we say, slightly asymmetrical, in that it's not what they're expecting, nor what uh, they're used to dealing with. Um, and again, they, they, they play with the idea of the fact that um, they're somewhat self-aware of the genre that they're in and also somewhat self-aware of the fact 
that they're having sort of a clash between the classic sort of spy thriller and the modern sort of uh, type of spy thriller where the stakes are much, much higher. Um, so that all is lovely. And, uh, I mean, you saw from the trailer, you've got training sequences, which are fun. You've got Mark Strong, who is always fun <clears throat> and is in practically everything, which I'm fine with. Um, and uh, you've got, uh, you know, your, your badass uh, new millennium hench person, I guess is the right term. I don't know. Um, with, with her special ability type of thing, which is kind of badass. Um, so the structure is all there and it's quite good and it's quite fun. There's a lot of fun to be had. There's a lot of carnage to be had. A lot of carnage to be had <laughs> because it is, uh, you know, Matthew Vaughn doing a film based on a Mark Millar comic book. So, I mean, you know, these are the people who brought you kick-ass. So, um, you're, you're, you know, it's not, it, it is by the people who brought you, you know, sort of X-Men first class, which sort of saved that entire franchise and made Days of Future Past possible, a film that not even Brian Singer could screw up. But um, <clears throat> basically, you, you have, so, so if you go into it expecting, they, they sort of, they sort of screwed themselves up by doing by the, by the people who brought you, uh, you know, this studio, because this isn't their normal sort of fare with all of the carnage, uh, and wanton gleeful carnage like you had in Kick-Ass. Um, that's a little, it can throw you if you're not careful, but all of that is lovely, and the, you know, the, the young people are very young and disgusting with their youngness and their fitness, but I think the one thing that bothered me is it made one of my cardinal sins in that when you build this universe and you build the structure and you build the rules that this must, you know, adhere to, if you don't follow your own rules, especially in a movie like this, I'm like, okay, so you can have people in suits, bespoke suits, doing Gymkata with a magic umbrella. Sweet. All right? I'm totally on board with that. But when you have a, shall we say, a, I don't want to give anything away, but when you have decisions that are made which don't make sense based on the rules as we understand them, and then you go so far as to explain why the decision made was the wrong or the right one, but the decision doesn't, I mean, the explanation doesn't match the decision that you've made, it kind of makes you go, wait a minute, that doesn't, that doesn't fit. That, that, that bit doesn't fit. It, it, it's, it's almost like, uh, it, it's almost like there was a mistake in the editing room or something. It's so jarring. Uh, and I can't, tell you what it is, I think you'll notice, because it's probably a decision that most of you would have not made or made when you get there. You'll see it. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, because hopefully you too, and if you're not, then you might want to go, you might want to do some self-reflection. But it's the sort of thing that you would question. Um, that sort of took me out of the movie for a bit, because like I said, I can be having the most fun in the world, I can have my brain turn off 
when it comes to physics and ballistics and all that other stuff that I pretend to understand. And um, my brain will wake up and be pissed off. Now, the good news is, but this being a Matthew Vaughn film, they were able to somehow entertain it back and lull it into a sense of sort of numb, entertained funness. Um, but, uh, but the film never completely recovered, at least for me. Now, I am sensitive to such things if you are a bit more surreal in how your universes play out, which is a weird sentence, then you might be fine with it. So <clears throat> here's what I think. I think that it is a fun movie, uh, and if you too like um, action films filled with lots of flipping and with, uh, with gunplay, uh, you know, that sort of thing, then you're probably going to greatly enjoy yourself. Especially, like I said, if you like the idea of, uh, uh, you know, what is it, Darcy from Pride and Prejudice? Is that, yes, yes. Dar I, as I mentioned on the way out of the cinema before I got into the car, it'd be great to do a Kingsman Pride and Prejudice double feature just so you can get the full spectrum of Colin Firth's work. Um, so, uh, you know, if that sort of thing appeals to you, and I don't see why it wouldn't, then definitely check it out. I would say um, err on the side of saving money because everything costs too much these days and catch a matinee. Um, but for those of you who are big on that sort of genre, it's good on the big screen. Um, everyone else might, you know, want to wait until home video. Cup-wise, I would say that um, it's, it's definitely a strong three out of five. It is a positive film. There is a lot to commend it. Uh, and a lot of gleeful silliness and blood, which is always appreciated. Um, but, you know, when it makes a mistake like that, it's hard for me to forgive. It, it, it recovered itself very well. Um, it, it sort of, you know, didn't, didn't tumble in the middle very well, but it managed to sort of stick the landing. Let's put it that way. So, there you have it. Three out of five for Kingsman The Secret Service. And, uh, uh, you know... It would, it would almost be fun to see a sequel to it, um, simply because the whole setup, like I said, and the structure that they've put in place is, uh, is a hell of a lot of fun. So there you go. Well, thanks so much for watching. Uh, I appreciate you guys being patient as we try to get these things back online. I have about four of these, I think, in the can, which I need to find time to render on my old jalopy of a computer. So um, I would say... Uh, when you see me post those uh, with the date on it, which is not... Oh, happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Flippin' Colin Firth, happy Valentine's Day. Flippin' Colin Firth or Fifty Shades of Grey. What a choice. Um, so when you see me talking about how we're getting back on track with those things, feel free to call me the expletive of your choice. Um, I think it would be uh, therapeutic for all of us. So anyway, uh, if you're catching these things on YouTube, please check us out on needcoffee.com where we have more weirdness happening. And um, we will see you next time on The Way Home Reviews. Bye. Oh, and one last thing. I know we're going to see him fairly soon in a fairly big film, but it was so much fun to see Mark Hamill on the screen again, and unexpectedly so. Hopefully that's not a spoiler. 
I'm sure he's listed in the credits, so it's not that big of a spoiler, but there he was, and with a lovely accent too.